Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to exclusive content brought to you by Seekers Guidance. We are committed to make reliable Islamic knowledge accessible and free of charge. Help us in our mission by making a small donation at seekersguidance.org slash donate. Even $10 a month can go a long way. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam Alhamdulillah in our lessons on Imam Al-Haddad's Book of Assistance we've reached the chapter on gratitude and gratitude of course is one of the key virtues in our religion Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised if you are grateful we will surely grant you increase and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's guaranteed all goodness through gratitude and we know that gratitude is the bridge to the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the, the Prophet وسلم, tells us that grow to love Allah through what he bestows upon you of blessings but, but it is through gratitude for Allah's blessings that we increase in love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so Imam al-Haddad says in the book of assistance it is incumbent upon you to have gratitude for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what He has blessed you with. Because you have no blessing outwardly or inwardly in your, in your worldly life or in your religion except that it is from Allah. Allah Most High says, وَمَا بِكُمْ مِن نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ You have absolutely no blessing except that it is from Allah. And Allah Most High has blessings upon you so encompassing that you cannot enumerate them and encompass them let alone be sufficiently grateful for Allah's blessings upon you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says if you were to count Allah's blessings upon you you could not encompass them right so even if a poor man a poor person who is sick of the people of faith were to reflect in what Allah has blessed upon them with, they would be busy being grateful for the gift of being patient, right? And have nothing else to think about of their blessings because of the vast nature of Allah's blessings. So in any state you're in, if you were to consider just one blessing, you would be busied away from it from thinking about your tribulations. So he says, so therefore, you should exert all your effort in being grateful to your Lord. And the most fundamental blessing, Ibn Atayilah says, there, there are two blessings that nothing in existence is free of. Ni'matul ijad wa ni'matul imdad. The blessing of being in existence, of Allah bringing you into, into existence. That's a blessing. And the blessing of remaining in existence. Right? Everything in existence has these two blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon it. So then he says, so you should exert all your effort into, into being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then to recognize your complete inability to fulfill the rights of gratitude that you owe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, 
Imam al-Haddad says, know well that gratitude is the means for the preservation of the blessings you already have and the effective means for your blessings to increase and the key to gaining the blessings that you lack. Allah Most High says, if you are grateful, we shall surely grant you increase. And Allah is more generous, says Imam al-Haddad, than to remove a blessing from someone who is grateful for the blessing. Allah Most High says, that, and that is because Allah does not remove a blessing that he, has bland, that he has blessed any people with until they have changed their own state. Right? And what is the change in state that causes the loss of blessings? It is the lack of gratitude for the blessing. And Allah Most High commanded his servants to, to be grateful to him in numerous places in his book. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, eat and drink, or eat of the wholesome things that we have provided you with and be grateful to Allah if it is Him that you worship and be grateful to Him if it is Him that you worship. And Allah Most High says, eat from the provision of your Lord and be grateful to Him. One of the great Imams of the spiritual path, Abu Madian, he said that that blessings descend upon the seekers of Allah in th on three particular occasions. One is, one is when they gather to remember Allah. right? Because we know from the hadiths about the, the great blessing of gatherings of remembrance. The second is when they gather for, their spir for spiritual learning. Blessings descend upon them. The third is when they gather to eat. Why? Because they only eat out of neediness and they are always expressive of gratitude upon eating. Right? So these are three blessed occasions for someone seeking Allah. When there are gatherings of remembrance, when there's gatherings of knowledge, and thirdly, when people gather to eat or even when on their own. Because one eats out of neediness and is grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It has come in the prophetic tradition that let each of you have a tongue that is busy with remembrance and a heart that is busy with gratitude. And the Prophet ﷺ said, is reported to have said, faith has two halves. Half of it is patience and the other half is gratitude. And Imam al-Haddad says, know that just as it is obligatory for you to be grateful to Allah for His specific blessings upon you, like the blessing of knowledge or health, then you have to also appreciate that you must have gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for His general blessings. And this is something we often forget, such as the fact that Allah sent prophets to us. Did he have to send the prophets? No, he could just have let us be and we would be lost. There would be no virtue in humanity without the prophets and their call to virtue. There would be no law, law order or goodness without the prophets.
And likewise, Allah is sending His books. The fact that He made the sky as it is, and He made the ground as it is. Imagine if we lived, there's Martin Rees mentions, and he was the, the top scientist in England, the royal whatever for science, that there's six numbers in existence. He has a book called The Six Numbers. If any of these six delicate balances were slightly different, existence would not be possible for humans. If the level of oxygen was a little more, if gravity was a little bit different. Right? Imagine if the ground was such that you just disappear in it, randomly. Right? But all of this, we, need to, we should be grateful for. Right? As one of the poets said, Addressing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a state of love. He says, I never smelt a rose except that it increased me in yearning for you. And I, I never saw trees sway except that I realized that they're swaying in longing for you. Right? Because all of these things are Hadha Khalqullah. This is the creating of Allah. So gratitude is facilitated by looking at creation with the eye of contemplation. He says, the base, what is the basis of, of gratitude? He says, the basis of gratitude is for the heart to know blessings. Number one, and then to know that these blessings are from Allah. So to look at things as being blessings, and then to know that, that these blessings are from Allah. And, from, and they're from Him alone. And none of them reach you by your ability nor power. All that you have that is a blessing is from Allah and you have no part in acquiring it by your ability or power. But rather it is by the grace of Allah and His mercy. So... So the foundation of gratitude is this recognition of blessings and that they're from Allah, not from you. And the consequence of gratitude, what is the point of gratitude? The point of gratitude is that you obey Allah with every blessing that He has blessed you with. So if you fail to obey Allah with any blessing, then you have left gratitude. Right? Either left it entirely, if you disobey him with it, right? that is negation of the blessing, or if you obeyed him in it with the blessing, but without a sense of gratitude, then you fell short. And then you fell short. And if you disobey Allah, then this is a kufran, this is a, a denial of Allah's blessings. And with continued denial, blessings become punishments. And that if you continue to de deny a blessing and disobey Allah with what He blessed you with, eventually the blessing becomes a torment for one. So someone is blessed with wealth. Right? If one is grateful, that, that wealth will have been a benefit. But even, you may not lose the wealth itself, but the wealth will, will become a source of harm for you, either by loss of the wealth 
But even worse than losing the wealth, because if you lose the wealth, it's a, it could be a blessing. Because then you realize that I got to change. But you maintain the blessing, but you go further and further away from Allah, and you have trial and tribulation in your life. Then he says that if the blessing remains and you continue to disobey him, then this is istidraj. This is Allah allowing you to go astray. Right? And Allah SWT says, we will allow them to go astray from ways that don't, they don't even realize. And where does go, this istidraj, this going astray happen? When you continue to enjoy blessings, but you choose not to be grateful for them. And sometimes we wonder, why do wrongdoers, oppressors, and others survive? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's Messenger tells us that surely Allah Most High gives the, the oppressor leeway, right? Let's the oppressor be until when Allah grabs the oppressor, the oppressor has nowhere to go. Right? And it may not be manifest in this life. Right? We always have to remember there's a hereafter. The Prophet tells us that oppressors and wrongdoers will be smaller than ants on the day of resurrection being trampled by those that they oppressed. And then he tells us some of the expressions of gratitude. So he tells us, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, that it is from gratitude to engage in much praise of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Engage in much praise of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Such as by saying, Alhamdulillah, with the tongue while stirring the heart to do so. And if someone is feeling that things are difficult and heavy, one of the practices the mashayikh recommend is just grab a sibha and say Alhamdulillah 33 times, remembering a specific blessing. Or say Alhamdulillah with each time you say Alhamdulillah, right? Say it deliberately thinking of a specific blessing and mix worldly blessings with religious blessings. Specific blessings and general blessings. Right? And this, in any number that you do it, 11 times, 33 times, 100 times, and then, so I have a friend, I told him to do that, I was just telling him what one of the mashayikh mentioned, he's like, I almost lost it. So what do you mean? He says, I was doing that in public, I was about to... Do, to, to jump up and, and, and just go around in circles. So you didn't do that, did you? He's like a British guy. You know, the, many Brits are stiff and boring. Um, at least from his background. And he said, no, I didn't. So for him, it was a big deal. He thought about that. He says, how are you feeling? He said, much better. He said, great. So this is, so it's to, from gratitude, is to have much praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a blessing. The Prophet said, whoever finds good, let them praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To say, Alhamdulillah. But to really strive to say it with the entirety of one's heart. 
That's number one. Another, to rejoice in the blessings insofar as they are a means to attain closeness to Allah, to really appreciate the blessings, right? to look at, like if you have the food in front of you, to look at it with gratitude, but not just gratitude for the blessing. He says, to look at blessings with rejoicing that this is a means to attain closeness to Allah. Right? Even something that you really like, right? So you, you finally managed to go for steak. It's been, you know, Ramadan has many opportunities, but you weren't able to go for, for steak. So you go and finally have steak. Remember that gratitude is not just about rejoicing in something that, oh, this is a blessing, but rejoice in it. Uh, this is a, an amazing key. Rejoice in it insofar as this is a means to draw closer to Allah. Even the fact that, you know, when you look at the food, that this is from Allah, and this my act of being grateful that this is from Allah is a means of closeness to Allah. So you should rejoice in the gift more, insofar as a gift from Allah and a means to Allah more than the, you know, the steak will, the taste of the steak will go pretty fast. And that it's a means of closeness to Allah, and part of that is even the things we, we enjoy. You got a good cup of coffee? Rejoice in this is a means of drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or insofar as it, it is a sign of Allah's concern for, your, for you and for His other servants. Okay? That he, he granted us these beautiful things to enjoy. Right? So that, that act of gratitude is beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet ﷺ said, that لِطَّاعِمِ shakir, the one who eats and is grateful, مِثْلَ مَا لِلصَّائِمِ الصَّابِرِ has a like of the reward of the one who fasts and is patient. But they say one of the keys when you have gratitude for some good, and something pleasing happens, then make a resolve right then to do something good with it, in general or in specific. So you see the steak and you're like, finally, Alhamdulillah. But make, a, make an intention, and sorry to make people think of such weighty or meaty matters, but you make an intention. I'm going to use this in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's obedience. Think of a specific way of, you know, because at that moment, just you say, inshallah, after the meal, I'll make extra dhikr. Think of a specific expression of gratitude, right? Or you got a pay raise, for example, unexpected. You think of one specific way of expressing your gratitude or make a resolve because last time you got a pay raise, you, you really did some questionable things. So you make a broad intention as appropriate that I will this time be much more careful. And then he says, and from gratitude as well is to consider great the blessing. Even if it is a small blessing, it's related that Allah Most High said to one of His Prophets that even if I bring to you one grain that has been musawwas, that has, um, what do you call them? Um, like, that's, you know, like when you had grains that, that you have the worms in them, that, that been affected by worms, then know that I have remembered you through this one grain. So even if I sent to you one grain, 
that's like rotten. Then I have remembered you with this. So be grateful for it. That's why when the Prophet ﷺ, once there's nothing for him to eat but, but dry bread and leftover vinegar. And the sahab, there are sahab around, nobody had anything else to give him. The Prophet ﷺ smiled as he dipped the dry bread in the leftover, you know, the, the, with all the dross at the bottom. And he said, Ni'mal idamul khal. What a good sauce is vinegar. So from this, you know, the, the ulama mentioned that you know, the fundamental blessings one needs to be very careful about. That for example, bread, and we're all, almost everybody is really negligent about bread. And it's come in prophetic tradition and the early Muslims are particularly careful about bread. If you, if you see a little bit of bread lying on the ground, put it on a high place. Right? I remembered. I remember once I was walking with one of the, you know, with Sheikh Noor Keller in Damascus from the masjid. He's wearing his jubba. The middle of the street, like someone's bag of leftover bread, had broken, and it had spilled. And the street was dirty. Like there was, and he, so he started going down. I got tackled by a sheikh. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was so proud of him because <laughs> he started bending down. So I decided, yeah. I was, yeah, just 23, 24 at the time. So I decided to go down. So he did this pivot. He blocked me and, and picked it up himself. And he says, you know, ta'zimul khubz min al-iman. He says, respecting bread. Why? Because humanity could not have survived without the basic grains. A grain of rice, a grain of wheat. These are tremendous blessings, right? They are fundamental material blessings, but also... For example, a pen, and we throw pens around, etc. The mashaykh, as much has come throughout Islamic history, of being respectful of the pen. Why? Because Allah swore by this. And the pen, and what they record with it. And from the second part, and what they record with it, right? the pen, and the written paper, particularly. But the, the pen... The written paper, but also blank paper is a means of writing with the pen. So it ent enters into it as well. One of the great early Imams, Imam uh, Al-Karhi, he said, By Allah, we did not attain our knowledge except through respect. I have never touched blank paper without wudu. Because it's gratitude that we, we could have not had paper. Right? So each blessing, which is why part of ta'zim and ni'mah, all the personal belongings of the Prophet had names. And it's a neglected sunnah. You should name your smartphone. You should name, I've seen what, several mashayikh who would name their sibhas. Because this is a blessing. Right? Name your car. Right? And consider great. Don't complain that, oh, it's old and this and that. Without it, you wouldn't be able to get anywhere. Right? So, all of these things, so ta'zim and ni'mah is very, very important, right? And then, even if it may seem small, right? and don't complain about your blessings. People, you know, they're driving and say, oh, there's so much traffic today. Well, you're in a car, right? Imagine you have to, work, to walk to work every day, okay? right? Even if, and if you're driving, you could have public transport, and it's not quite 
And even if you're in public transport, you have it. Right? It's facilitated. Just think of everything that went in to facilitate the public transport. Even if you have to walk to work, imagine if you couldn't walk. Right? So don't, you know, don't consider any blessing to be small. The hadith, you know, there's a longer hadith that no one, you know, no one's feet will move on the day of judgment until they asked about five matters. Right? And one of them is about their health and how they expended it. Mullah Ali al-Qari says, health there does not only refer to good health, but that whatever level of health that you have, you will be asked about that health because it could have been worse. Right? Because every state in which you're alive, but you know, even if every organ is malfunctioning, the fact that you're alive, you'll be asked about that health and what you did with it because it could have been worse. Right? So what you have, you are more, it's more important to, to be grateful for the health that you do have than to worry, well, I have trouble with this, this, and this. Right? Consider all the other blessings that you do have. Right? Or even if, when you consider any one, and the nature of you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way He tests us, He tells us in the Qur'an, وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ right? We will test you with a little of fear and hunger and diminishment of this, that, and the other. That it is the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever He tests you with. Right? So for example, you're in jail, and you're being tortured, but you're not being killed. Right? So begin by being grateful for what you do, do have. Right? That you're alive. Right? And then, and then make dua to Allah SWT, but the way to have contentment in trial is begin with the basics. I'm alive. Well, even before I'm alive, I exist. Because even if, even if you turn into a stone, right? but the fact that, you, you know, for us the stone exists and is not rendered into... Adam into nothingness is a blessing. I exist. I'm alive. I have iman. I have guidance. I have the promise of my Lord about the hereafter. I have, you know, it's like one of the, the Urdu poets said, you know, Muhammad ka gadahu jahannam tubi sunle. I am a follower of Muhammad. Oh hell, listen up. Right? Oh hell, listen up. Right? Just take all these blessings and oh. I'm being tortured, right? So it's, it's very important to look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's blessings and in comparison to all of that, it's, it's nothing. Right? It's, really, it's really nothing. So then he says, and from gratitude is a tahaddus bin ni'am. From gratitude is to, exp to express one's gratitude for the blessings, right? And this is tricky because tahaddus bin ni'am literally means to talk about one's blessings. But they say it is, tahaddus bin ni'am is talking about blessings, is to, to talk about blessings insofar as they're blessings from Allah. That's when it is safe, right? That you, it, is, it is a sunnah. Allah commands us in the Quran to engage in it, is when you talk about it out of your recognition and appreciation that this is a blessing from Allah. And you talk about it 
insofar as it a blessing from Allah. And knowing yourself, you are safe, that it would not cause you to fall into conceit or showing off. So there's three components to it. You, you're seeing it as a blessing from Allah. That's what drives you to talk about it. You, exp, exp, you talk about it insofar as it's, it's a blessing from Allah. And it will not lead you to be arrogant or show off or conceited or other harms. So for example, out of nowhere, someone sent you a nice sibha. And I have a friend, he has a sibha company. I actually didn't, I was, I was just, he just came over to my house one day. And he was starting a, a com, you know, this company, and we're talking about. He's like, "What's a cool name?" And we're, we'd been, at, we'd attended a gathering of dhikr and stuff. So you know, a beautiful word, beautiful idea is the idea of uns, of intimacy. And you think about sibha, you're intimate with it. He said, "Great." I didn't even suggest that he use the name. I was just sort of, you're brainstorming. I just thought about one idea. He decided to go with it. Every time I go to Jordan, he gives, he gives me something. So let's say I, I talk about that. I see that as a blessing from Allah. It's not from my friend actually, right? But, no, but you have to feel safe that it won't cause you to be conceited. I use that opportunity to show off my sibha is better than yours. I'm not sure if it is. But it probably is though. Right? <laughs> but, um, right? And without this causing one to, you know, to elevate oneself in, in worldly matters, or to arrogate oneself in, in to, you know, to, to, to deem oneself good in religious matters, or to arrogate oneself in worldly matters. Right? And actions are by their intentions. And all good, he said, is to follow the way of the righteous early Muslims in all states. In all states. And from the, the way of the early Muslims in their states, is to be well aware that one has a nafs, right? right? So be, be careful. Don't have a good opinion of your nafs, that ah, I'm fine, I should just talk about it. Be very, very careful, right? Because they say, nafsuka hayya madumta hayya, right? That your, your nafs is like a snake as long as you're alive. Like don't feel, if, if, you're, not, if you're not careful with it, it's going to bite you and, and it's poisonous. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us true, true gratitude as expressed by our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who said, Should I not be a servant who is truly grateful? Right? And true gratitude, as the later scholars describe, is sarful abdi jami'ah True gratitude is for the servant to direct every blessing that Allah blessed them with towards what it was created for. So one should, once in a while, reflect. Right? Reflect. Okay? What are Allah's blessings upon me? And how? And to have a gratitude plan. That okay, what has Allah blessed me with? And what am I doing about it? And that was the prophetic concern. That, shakura. Should I not be a servant who is truly grateful? Imam al-Fayru Zabadi says um, that the shakir, the grateful person, is the one who recognizes those matters that are evident blessings, even if subtle, and is great and expresses sound gratitude for them. But the truly grateful, the shakur, is the one who directs everything, whether 
those things that, are, that appear to be blessings, but also those things that appear to be tribulations with gratitude towards what Allah created them for. Because sometimes the greatest blessings upon us are the tribulations. Whereas the things that we deem to be good are... So the, very often the things that we deem to be blessings are tribulations. But sometimes the things that we deem to be tribulations are the best thing that could have ever happened to us. You should be grateful for it. Right? You should be grateful for it. Sometimes someone has a terrible marriage and that's the best thing that ever happened to them. Recently, this, I sent this question by this sister. Ten years ago, she was at this program and she'd been through hell in her marriage. And eventually she left. Alhamdulillah, I managed to convince her to leave her husband. He, was beat, he had been beating her up and this and that. But she got to a state, she says, I don't have any ill thought about him. I said, why? Because any time, says now, because she, she, what she started doing, started turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in prayer and lots of tahajjud and so on. Says any, it's not just her husband. Anytime she'd have an, even an ill th- thought about somebody, some disaster would happen to that person. So even her husband, she said, I know he's, he's oppressing me, but I fear because anytime I have an ill thought about him, some crisis happens in, in his life. So she stopped. I said, that's good, but get out of oppression because not permissible for someone to allow themselves to be harmed, right? Um, I felt kind of bad because it was actually really good for her, right? But, but it's against the sunnah just to remain willfully in a state of, of abuse. So that changed her life. She said, I was immersed in dunya and all kinds of things. And then the abuse started. And she, mashallah. And there's many, many cases of that. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to really open our hearts to gratitude and to one of the names for the prophets is that they're the hamadun they are those who most are most praising of of god and the, the and the prophet who is the seal and master of all prophets and who embodies every virtue that all prophets came with and far beyond our beloved messenger his name is muhammad the most He's the most praiseworthy, the most praising, and the most praised. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Right? Muhammad Kanazi said he's the most praiseworthy, he's the most praising, and the most praised. Um, and we should be an ummah of Hamd. Right? His, his, his banner on the day of resurrection, the banner of the Prophet on the day of resurrection is Liwa ul Hamd, the banner of praise. So we should be of the people of praise. Many of the Imams of Islam deemed Alhamdulillah to have greater reward than La ilaha illallah many of them because of some of the hadiths about it that La ilaha illallah has 10 rewards and, and Alhamdulillah has 30 and they say it from one perspective because La ilaha affirms the oneness of God Alhamdulillah affirms the oneness of God plus praise of Allah plus gratitude right but most of the Ramah said, no, La ilaha illallah is in itself the greatest praise, because the Prophet said it is the greatest praise. But Alhamdulillah has these three meanings. Of, it affirms the oneness of Allah, plus it praises Allah for His blessings, and it, within it expresses gratitude. So may Allah make us of, of the people of Alhamdulillah. And it's recommended, of course, when we say Alhamdulillah, to say Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillah, the Lord 
of all the worlds. Because we're not just praising Allah for, particular, for particulars, but also for the encompassing blessings. Thank you for listening. This lesson was brought to you by Seekers Guidance, the world's first truly global Islamic seminary. Visit SeekersGuidance.org to access reliable Islamic knowledge taught by qualified teachers. We offer a wide range of courses, podcasts, articles, and a world-class answer service, all completely free of charge. This is made possible solely by supporters like you. Be a partner in this blessed work by making a small donation at SeekersGuidance.org. Even $10 a month can go a long way. Our beloved Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, Whoever guides someone to goodness will have a similar reward. So don't forget to share this lesson and join us in spreading prophetic guidance.